0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning and welcome to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Now, the social commerce scene in Malaysia is booming, and this is down to the 16 million tech-savvy Malaysians driving its growth. And to leverage on this growth, experts say local businesses and brands have to incorporate messaging apps like WhatsApp, your your Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram chat, or WeChat into a single integrated platform. But what does this involve, and how will this really change the game for you and your business? And how do you manage messaging throughout the customer lifecycle as well and does this have the potential to impact your company's bottom line well to give us all the details on this we have on the show today Gerardo Salandra and Yaroslav Kudritsky from Respond.io a Malaysian-based social to conversational commerce platform that specializes in messaging app integration gentlemen welcome to the show
1: good morning
2: Pleasure
1: being here. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: So, okay, I hope I didn't uh, completely mess up your names, but I'm just going to refer to the both of you as Jerry and Yaro now, and that's I'm comfortable with that as long as you guys are comfortable with that. That's
2: that's perfect. The J&J. Yes. <laughs> the J&J.
0: <laughs> cool. So now, uh, just to kick things off, um, guys, maybe you can... Uh, maybe we can get kind of the a bit of the lay of the land when it comes to social commerce in Malaysia. Uh, I understand that the growth of digital dependency during the pandemic has provided great opportunities uh, to Malaysia's social commerce landscape. So can you tell us a bit more about this, how it's grown, what it involves, what it is today?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Malaysia is a very strong market when it comes to service and when it comes to social commerce. I think it's, it's not surprised surprise to anyone that the uh, social media adoption and messaging adoption is tremendous in the country. Um, when we first started a business in 2017 and we started to get customers all around the world, we were surprised about how strong Malaysia was compared to the neighbor countries. Um, and that's why ultimately we decided to like, move our office here in Malaysia mm-hmm. where we have 100 people now. Uh, it's, our, it's our global headquarters here in the in the KLCC area. Um, and you know, we, we're working with hundreds of Malaysian companies, helping them grow their uh, social commerce strategies, but mostly working with WhatsApp. So the a great way for us to explain what we do or how we work together with Malaysian companies is that if you are a business and you need to sell over WhatsApp, you need to market over WhatsApp, or you need to support over WhatsApp, then you need Respond.io. Um, and this, this is how we work together with Malaysian companies.
0: Hmm. So I understand that the lack of, well, a good um, CRM or customer relation management system is a problem for businesses in Malaysia. You know, it's often overlooked. Why is this, that, why is this something that businesses are not paying attention
1: to? Um, I think that CRM is something that businesses uh, don't really look into because we see all of these different sized businesses and some are very small and some are very large. I'm sure the very large businesses uh, have CRMs from possibly 10 years ago or five years ago. Mm. Um, but especially during COVID-19, what we saw is a lot of small businesses getting started up you know, because people were looking for alternative work. And actually, in this area of instant messaging, there's not a lot of CRMs out there to actually support customers. And the ones that are out there are kind of new. They're not necessarily super well developed. And so actually trying to find something to solve this problem is not necessarily an easy task.
0: What's the major difference between a CRM system from, uh, say, 10 years ago, five years ago and what we have today? Is it just the instant messaging feature?
1: I mean, there's quite a few differences, but if we're looking for something that's specifically for instant messaging, it's dealing with a little bit of a different problem. Um, You know, as you can imagine, like if you're responding to emails, if it takes you 10 minutes to respond or an hour to respond, it's it's actually kind of no problem. It's not the best service, but it's no problem. Mm. Um, But when we're looking at instant messaging, seconds matter. Um, And that means that not only obviously we have to process all the messages, but a lot of business decisions need to get made much more quickly than they used to have to be. Right? Mm. So when someone messages you for the first time, you have to figure out who they are, figure out who's the best person to talk to. And making all those decisions in real time uh, is a challenge. Mm.
0: It's that instant gratification culture that we've kind of, built. it's its ingrained in our society today.
2: Yeah, if I, if I may add to that. So uh, what we're seeing in the market is that the newer generations, well, not even newer generations, the um uh, the email and the phone calls, they those type of communications don't come intuitive to us, so we just love jumping into WhatsApp. And if you if you talk me if you tell me to message you, I'll do it. But if you tell me to call a business or something, I'll just procrastinate as much as I possibly can. I, I might never do it. So because of that, we just discovered that businesses who um like f- encourage the customers to go to traditional channels receive a like much lower amount of leads, a much lower amount of businesses compared if they were like uh, encourage newer uh, mm. channels like WhatsApp or Instagram or Facebook. Um, it, when it comes to CIR market, it's very interesting because what we're seeing in the, in the, in the market out there is that these two types of companies, the ones who have been around for a long time and they have a very well-established you know, CRM, customer issue management system, um, but those were built so long ago that they did not really, were designed around WhatsApp. They were designed around email. Mm -hmm. And then the few that added WhatsApp, they added it as as an afterthought. So it's really a very inconvenient way to use them. And on the other side, you have businesses who don't have a CRM at all. And that's okay because, you know, for a longer time, you could use your personal WhatsApp or you can just, like, use your, like, personal email. So this is the the big spectrum that we have seen. But if you're in Malaysian market and you're not on WhatsApp, you're missing Mm -hmm. probably 80% of your business. You're missing out on this tremendous opportunity, and then again, doesn't matter if you're in the lower end with that you don't have a CRM and using your personal WhatsApp, or you are uh, like a large enterprise with a large ERP. You you need to somehow come up with a strategy that you can leverage this 80% of the marketing that your market that you're not leveraging yet, and that's that's where companies like Responder.io come in. We help you enable that market, and by so- no means. By no means, the social commerce is in, in the regions weak. I will say the opposite. It's booming. But it's not really a real question of like Respond.io will help you like, uh, like recover. But it's, it's the opposite. It's like you really want to grow faster? Here, here's where a WhatsApp strategy can come in place.
0: So it's just um, focusing on WhatsApp business. So will that suffice? Why do we need Facebook, Messenger on it, Instagram, WeChat? Why do we need all of it on one platform?
2: Different generations, <laughs> mm. different generations, different demographics. Um, and different so businesses be- as well. Different businesses, yeah.
1: Uh, so, you know, we see a, a lot of businesses that, for example, are just running purely on Instagram. You know, so there used to be this whole digital commerce stack where you get a website, maybe you get a web chat on there. It's a lot of setup required. And these days, people are just starting their businesses directly on Instagram. Um, and then we'll see other companies that are a little bit bigger that, for example, are just doing a little bit of sales through WhatsApp. You know mm-hmm. Their salespeople start using WhatsApp to talk to the customers, and they're using that. And so even in one company, you can get a lot of this going on across a lot of different channels. And in the end, you need to put it together somehow holistically if you want to operate at scale. And so putting all those things together in one place, uh, it's the only way to deal with it to give the customer experience what you want to give them.
2: Right. The way I look at this problem is you can definitely start in only one of them. But as you grow, you realize this inevitable that you're going to have to expand. So mm-hmm. imagine you're like a small e-commerce business, and then you put your product on Instagram, and you go kind of virals, and you start sending, selling your product, and everyone just like share your post. Awesome, right? So, but at some point you outgrow that, and then you need to you sell more products, and then you need, you need to provide service. You need to somehow provide like customer support, and so at that that's the moment that you're going to start realizing the limitations of how only having one channel. So that's one of the reasons that we see people starting on Instagram and very quickly moving into WhatsApp. But we also see the opposite. We see a lot of service-based companies. You know, uh, if you're a recruitment agency or if you're like, you provide service in any sort, you, Instagram probably wouldn't be the place for you, get, for you to get started. You start with WhatsApp and you start providing this excellent customer support. And then when a message comes in, you route to the right agent and you help them to be serve. serve. And then at some point you realize, okay, I need to expand. And, and that's where you connecting to your social media accounts like Facebook and Instagram um, help a lot. But ultimately, I think the easiest way to explain it is that if you're a, like a big business, forget big. If you're medium sized businesses, you need to be in the three of them. Like, mm. can you imagine you try to buy from someone? They only have WhatsApp. You go like intuitively, you go to the Instagrams. They, they don't exist. I don't trust this business. Or you go to their Facebook and they don't exist. You need to be there. Mm. So because you're there, people will message you. So people will message you over Instagram, they'll message you over WhatsApp. You cannot control that. You cannot control what your people do, how they message you. So if you don't have all these channels integrated into a single inbox and a single CRM, then you'll be losing on data. You're losing on opportunities to make sales. So it is very funny because it doesn't matter how much we try to control our, our consumers. Our consumers really are the ones who tell yeah. us where, how they want to be contacted. Right, Um, and it's not email. That's one thing I can tell you for sure.
0: (laughs) But what about e-commerce platforms? I mean, like, um, do you feel Malaysian entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs and businesses in the region do you feel like they have a preference to be on e-commerce platforms as opposed to social commerce? What are your thoughts on
2: this? Um, So, I, I think there's different type of businesses. And uh, for some of them, being Shopee makes no sense. Or being in Lazada makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And for those they need a more established, um, you know, their own e-commerce website. And they will need their own, like, um, co- a conversational commerce platform, right? Um, so for those connecting to WhatsApp, Instagram, make a lot of sense. If, if you were starting on Shopee and you were starting in Lazada, I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense to focus there for a while until you have certain, sort of reach a certain point of growth. But I want to ask you something, like, you as a consumer, How often do you open your Shopee chat or your Shopee inbox?
0: Only when I need to get something for my kid. Yeah, but it's maybe once a month. I'm and I'm
2: also, super spammy, right? You have like yeah. 100 companies messing with you. You never open it. You probably have like disabled the notifications.
0: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I never check my inbox on uh, my e commerce platforms. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs>
2: so, you imagine this is a company that you buy from very often, right? So, you, uh, you, you mentioned sure you buy something for your kids. Uh, how, how old are your, your children?
0: Like uh, five, and, uh, five and 16.
2: Five and 16. All right. Imagine, imagine you buy something recurrently for you, for your children. Could be uh, a nutritional supplement, could be uh, baby powder, whatever it is, right? So that's something that the business would love to have a personal relationship with you, because you will buy it recurrently. You're like mm-hmm. you buy it once a month, you buy it once a week. And imagine if the business just keep reaching out to you via that Shopee chat. You're never gonna see the message. You're never gonna see the promotions. You're really just gonna ignore it, and only when you remember, oh yeah, I had to buy more. You're gonna go and buy it. And by the time you go and buy it, you're not going to remember the old business where you bought it. Right? You're just going to go to Shopee search, whoever's cheaper. I, that's what I want. So the businesses are looking, at losing this like tremendous opportunity to have a personal relationship with you, that you know their brand, that you know you can trust them. So if they take that opportunity to take you out of Shopee and they take you into WhatsApp or they take you into like what Facebook, then imagine on a weekly basis they can have a recurring message saying, "Hey, if you're interested in buying, just click here. We can do this very quickly." or there's a promotion, you know, Black Friday, or, you know, 11-11, whatever it is, you don't get lost in the noise of, like, these big marketplaces, but you actually can have, they can have this personal relation with you, it's better for you, you know, the business is just one WhatsApp away, think about how powerful that is, and at the same time, you are only one WhatsApp away for the business. Um, so, so... I'm not saying that businesses should stay away from shopping or. absolutely not, that excellent marketplaces, but complementing it with a little bit of this personal touch is like the logical next step for growth.
0: All right. We are going to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we talk about uh, the dollars and cents. How significant is a conversational commerce platform to improve business performance, productivity and your company's bottom line? All that and more happening on Resource Center. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Be free. Malaysians. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. And we're back. You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have the CEO of Respond.io, Gerardo Salandra, as well as its COO, Yaroslav Kudritsky. And we are discussing the growth of uh, the social commerce scene in Malaysia and, you know, the greater Southeast Asian region in the year 2023. Now, guys, uh, before the break, you've really kind of uh, drilled it into me about how this could be beneficial for businesses of all. All sizes. Now, I understand that Respond.io is supporting uh, Malaysia's digital transformation plan by ensuring that businesses, you know, uh, be it SMEs or micro SMEs have access to this service. Uh, how are you doing this? What are you guys up to? How are you working with uh, local businesses and ensuring that they have access to this kind of um, CRM services?
2: I think that's where Yara really shines in. So I'm going to let him answer this one. I <laughs> um, you know, our customers are
1: businesses of all different sizes. Um, we're really dealing with the same problem, which is managing this flood of instant messaging. Uh, so we operate with our customers in in two different models, and one of them is like a self service option. So actually, we are, uh, you know, we're a chat platform, and we're really good at chatting with customers. So what we do is uh, we make our platform free to try, uh, so customers can get in, they can connect all their channels. Uh, They can experience what the tool really looks like and how you can use it. And at the same time, we provide them with essentially free chat support. So they can message in, uh, talk to our experts about Mm -hmm. how they should set up for their use case. Um, And then we basically have uh, a bunch of lower price tiers uh, that are designed for smaller companies. So that means some of the bigger features that you would only really need if you're like middle size or larger, they don't exist for you, making the platform less complex. And on the other hand, uh, makes it easier for you to set up and get started.
2: I think a very important thing for businesses to understand is that there's three types of WhatsApp. A lot of people don't know this. There's three types of WhatsApp. There's the normal WhatsApp app, which you have and I have, right? It's for individuals to talk to each other. Then you have the WhatsApp business app, right? So it's, it's a, or you can download it from the App Store and it's connected to phone. And that is like if you have a Mamax shop, that's awesome for you, right? It, it allows you to talk to up to four users. And that's about it. But if you have any four, any more than four users, and I repeat, like four users is nothing, right? So even if you have ten people in your business, you already need something bigger. Then you need to use something called a WhatsApp API. Now the WhatsApp API, uh, API sounds intimidating, but all it means that it's, it's a way for you to connect to WhatsApp in a more scalable manner, right? To to get access into the WhatsApp API, you need to work with a partner, right? And that's where Respond.io comes in. We'll help you get that account, and it has a lot of very neat advantages. For example, you can have unlimited users. You can have uh, routing. So when a message comes in, you can pass it to a sales team with a sales message, or you can pass it to a support team with a support message. Um, and you can have a green tick. Like I don't know if you ever seen that, but in WhatsApp, if you chatting with a business, some of them have green tick and you were like, oh well, I trust this business. <laughs> so that's something that you can only lock with the WhatsApp API. Now, as you can see, if more than four users is a very large Market, <laughs> so that means anywhere into like a small company, middle company, or large company. All of them would need to go work fall onto this WhatsApp API space. So h- how have we adapted into uh, leveraging the, all these different markets? First of all, we have a very affordable pricing. So we're probably one of the most affordable products in the whole market. And the reason behind this is because we create a product that we believe is super easy to use. So. Even if you don't have any technical experience, you can just come and set it up yourself. So because you sell for yourself into the product, then that means that we can keep the prices super low. And we have excellent customer support. So you can chat chat with us, keep the prices low. So if you're a small business, this is great for you. Now, but we have a different set of customers. This different set of customers, they need a little bit more hand-holding, right? They they, they are like big businesses. They don't have a lot of time. They don't have someone who will take care of the project. So we also help with that. You can read like the... This business just usually go to our website, they reach out to our contact form and say, hey, I am this, and um, I would very much like to work with WhatsApp, but I don't understand it, I don't have time for it, no problem. We have a, a dedicated team for this, we, we like white glove services, we help them to set it up, connect your WhatsApp, train your team, and uh, get up and running. And just like that, we leverage a large part of the market, right? Anywhere from a middle business to a large businesses." All all can be achieved, all can be connected into like WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and start seeing results super quickly.
0: Let's talk about the investment cost for a service like this. And what will this set a business back, you know, especially for the smaller players? You said you have a couple of tiers, right? What kind of investment are we talking about here?
2: So anyone going through a product can try it out for free. So that basically means that before you make an investment, you can just make sure they work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you sign up into like a website, respond.io, you get a free trial, you can talk to support as much as you need. And then um, if at the end of the 14 days trial, you realize that it brings some value for you, then you can make the first commitment. Now our, lo- our lowest plan starts at 269 ringgit per month. So it's it's generally affordable and allows you to connect up to 10 users. So you mm-hmm. can bring already 10 users of your team and like it includes a crazy amount of functionality. Um, and that's how you get get started. And at the end of the month, and it's a monthly subscription, right? So uh, we have provide annual, would you get a higher discount that you provide monthly? Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't work for you down the road, three months down the road, you always have the option to like revert back. So right. I believe it's a very low risk type of scenario. Now, mm-hmm. the type of advantages that you can get or the type of value and benefits you can get from this small investment is for example, one of all, you get visibility over your chats. Because I'm sure, I can assure you that businesses are already using WhatsApp. But the difference is that now, if you imagine you have three sales teams and two customer support teams, they're using the personal WhatsApps to communicate with the customers. This is a big problem for you because what happens if the employee leaves? You lose all the chat history and then the customer comes over, Ah, oh, you promised me that and there's no way you can prove that, mm-hmm. right? Or well, what happens if your customer support team is not answering to the messages on time? As a business owner, you, you will never find out, right? Until you lost the customer. Um, if the sales agent moves to your competitor, well, Bad luck, you lost all the customers that were connected to that sales agent. So, um, people are already using WhatsApp. So, so, it's not about introducing WhatsApp to their businesses. It's about moving away from the individual accounts into like a company account. And then you get this beautiful dashboard. You as an old business owner, I can see, okay, how many chats were done by, by day, who's the one who, who's having the most conversations, closing more sales, who's answering the fastest. If someone doesn't answer within, like, an uh, like in the platform, you can set up within a certain amount of time. Then you can get alerted and say, "Hey, right. like, this is a problem. This person did not supposed to answer within one hour. Took two days. So you get all this extra visibility. And if employee leaves, no problem. You just turn off, turn off the account, invite your new uh, your new account, and then everything is in one centralized platform. Right. Um, and then I and then then we have one extra part that we have not discussed, but it's really, really super valuable, which is WhatsApp marketing. You know, mm. in, everyone has, is, uses uh, email marketing, email newsletters. They're everywhere, right? Uh, you pay for the software, MailChimp, uh, ActiveCampaign, whatever it is, right? You pay, you upload your list and you start sending emails. The problem is, when's is the last time you interacted with one of those? You know, there is like, mm. even if you put a lot of effort into it, it feels spammy because um, I just get so many of them. So I just ignore them, I send them to spam, whatever it is. So the, uh, for most businesses, the open rate of an email it's anything between 10 and 20%, right? 20% on the really upper side. But when you send a WhatsApp broadcast, yeah, you do the same thing. You upload your list of customers into our platform. You send a broadcast. You start seeing, like, a replies rate of 50 to 80%. So it's it's insane. You get a three to four higher return just by changing the channel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you do need to know that, you know, WhatsApp does have some certain policies, and you need to, like, the, the customers opt in. You cannot just be spamming people that, like, Unsolicited, unsolicited messages that are not welcome, um, but, if, but, but a lot of customers want to receive those messages and want to receive it on the more personal channel. And, and uh, having a platform that you can do everything, you know, you get started with like uh, your sales agent and then you onboard your customer support agent and later on you bring your marketing team and they replace the email marketing and they stop paying for those expensive software and they're sending WhatsApp messages. This is really the full suite of uh, a business will need to grow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, you know, I understand that you guys have um, enabled like 10,000 industry heavyweights uh, and small businesses, you know, like, uh, and I and I like some of the names that I see here. You work with Cloak, you work with Decathlon, um, Beagle. I mean, you work with these, the big guns as well as smaller businesses, even micro SMEs. Do you have any... Data on how a platform like yours, like Respond.io, has helped improve business performance, um, has helped with productivity, um, has you know perhaps helped a company's bottom line. Do you have any stats to share with us?
2: We we have quite a few. So, for example, we work so, so as you said with some very large companies, and we love to analyze them. What happened afterwards, right? If they renew the contract that we knew would do something right. And then we asked them, what is the benefits that you got out of this? And this this is just something that you might find interesting. Now, some of the customers that were not using Respond.io, before they had 400 individual phones with WhatsApp numbers, and they <laughs> could like, basically ditch all the 400 numbers into a single phone number with a WhatsApp API connected to Respond.io. Now, because of that, they saw a 94% increase in resolution times. It takes 94 percent less time to answer those messages coming in, mm. um, so that's that's insane, right? We're looking at three to four higher um, open rates through, compared to email. We're looking at 20 percent uh, f- first faster first response time, they, like the first response that comes in is 20 percent faster, um, and and overall we just saw 30 uh, to 40 percent more conversions. So actually closing more deals. Right. Um, so, this are some numbers I have at the top of my head. Although everyone is welcome to go to our homepage, so we have a section dedicated to what we call success stories, and we specify: here's the customer, here's the problem that we're, they were solving, this is the results that they saw, um, and uh, so all the data that we have comes from real customers that we have worked with for over the last five years.
0: Right. You know that that sounds very encouraging and very promising because time is essentially money when it's your business, right? Okay, guys. Uh, before I, I let you go, I'd really like to hear from the both of you on on this final question. What do you think is next for um, the social commerce? Seen in the Southeast Asia region, uh, the the conversational commerce uh, scene uh, in the region. There's been a lot of talk about conversational AI in the mix, and how you know social commerce is going to be the next big thing for uh, smaller businesses. We've seen the tremendous growth over 2022. What can we expect in 2023? How do you see it evolving? What's the next phase of its growth? Um, Yaro, you want to go first?
1: Sure. Um, I think even though it's all around us, I think that when we look at social commerce, uh, it's still kind of in in its infancy. We have a lot of small players uh, working on it on Instagram and WhatsApp. And we just have a few larger companies that are trying it for the first time. Um, I think everybody wants to hear that like social commerce is going to change the world or AI is going to take over everything. (laughs) But actually, I think the next steps for social commerce is that medium and bigger sized companies actually learn to use it at scale. You know, something that an experience that people provide over Instagram or over WhatsApp when they just have 10 or 30 customers is really difficult to replicate for a company who's talking to 100 or 1000 people a day. And I think one of the next things we're going to see in social commerce is the companies that are slightly larger in size and are actually able to raise their customer experience level using chat when it comes to marketing, sales and support are actually going to grow their businesses and grow their market share vastly faster than the ones that don't. And this is simply because today uh, I have many different places if I just want to buy one item. But the thing that keeps me going back to the same customer, the thing that gives me brand loyalty is that actually I can talk to someone when I have a problem. And it doesn't have to be a Mm. serious problem. It can be as simple as like, what is the difference between this Samsung fridge and this LG fridge? They cost the same. Is there any reason why I should buy one over the other? And if the person on the other end just comes to me and honestly says, no, no they're the exact almost the exact same product this one is slightly different color than this one so really it's just up to your preference and if i can get an experience like that uh i'm going to keep coming back to that brand because they're giving me something that no one else can offer
0: definitely i definitely see that jerry your thoughts
2: um, on, my, on my side, I've just seen that it's, it's a great competitive advantage because, as Yara mentioned, we're very much in the infancy of this. So if you provide this extra uh, additional value and your competitors don't, then uh, there's a big reason for a customer or consumer to go back to you over your competitors. Um, so that's one thing that we really like seeing, the companies who are early adopters in the industry to just grow so much faster. Uh, we, we have some crazy stories. We really have businesses, for example, one in Philippines, the largest retail store in the Philippines, they were using us right before the pandemic, then the pandemic hit. And it's insane. What all the competitors were like shrinking and like losing revenue, this company grew by 20x. And that's just mind blowing. When you actually look at the actual numbers of how much money they made, like, we, we couldn't believe it ourselves. Um, so I think it's a great competitive advantage at the moment, and I see for, for the foreseeable future, we're not looking at a mature market. We're not looking at oh everyone has it. We're really looking at everyone who's jumping to this this adventure of social commerce and conversational, conversational commerce. Um, they have a head, the edge. They have an advantage over the ones who don't. Definitely. And for the foreseeable future, I think that's the greatest uh, way I can explain it. Um, now, when you look at the data, you really look how fast this market is growing. You know, um, worldwide, this industry is worth $20 billion, and it's expected to 3x, threefold over the next five years. Now, when I talk to investors, they're just like, wow, there's no industry that is growing quite as fast as this one. So it really is a, a super exciting point to be standing at, um, yeah, and working with so many great partners that where we can see the value being created right guys thank you so much for
0: taking the time to speak with us for everyone out there who would like to check out your homepage maybe you can um, give us your website
2: www.respond.io
0: All right. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Gerardo Salandra and Yaroslav Kudritsky of Respond.io. My name is Audrey Raj and this is Resource Center on Enterprise BFM 89.9.